Hello and welcome. My name is Paul Zamalis. This is Hammer Time, a property perspective. We've gotten a little bit restless within the four walls in recent weeks with COVID-19 hitting the country and the globe. I thought it'd be a good time to hand over the microphone to a few other people to give us a perspective through their lens of the property market. We're joined this afternoon by a mentor, trainer, and somewhat of a godfather in the industry. I like to refer to him as the uh, Robin Williams out of Goodwill Hunting, leading many Matt Damons in real estate, automotive, and livestock auctioneering to absolute brilliance. And he's consistently done it with a passion and a love for auctioneering over 35 years. Mr. Phil DeFagley, welcome. Thank you, Paul. So, Phil, how, how are you? How's things and how is uh, isolation for you at the moment? Fortunately, we're all very well. The, the, uh, Jane and I are well and uh, the boys are all well and they're all, they're all gainfully employed, which is, uh, which is fantastic. Um, yes, we're all in isolation and uh, uh, we're, we're, coping, we're coping well. We're, we're set up, uh, set up home upstairs and uh, using a lot of Zoom and talking to a lot of people. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of the programs that we've um, w- were, were scheduled uh, are no longer um, well, not not going to happen, or they'll happen later in the year. So uh, those, are, so we're we're um, uh, spending a lot of time watching a lot of auctions at the moment, which is uh, uh, which has been fascinating. So, Phil, uh, before we go into some of those programs and what they entail, and you know what the influence of you know, COVID nineteen has been on your business, and also the conversation you've been having with agents, um, how does this situation for auction? compared to what you saw in 89-91 and the GFC in sort of 2009 to 2012 because you've been there. Um, is this any different? Well, yeah, it's markedly different because in the GFC we could still run auctions. Um, the tech crash, we could still run auctions. Uh, through the early 90s, the real estate auctions still continued uh, when the stock market crashed in the the late the late eighties, I was heavily involved with the automotive, and we were inundated, inundated with uh, we we our work just it it just um, uh, escalated, and we had more work than than we knew what to do with. So it was uh, it was it was an interesting situation. We had to find buyers for them, and uh, that was uh, that was at times it was it was a struggle, but. Yeah, look, this is this is something that we've uh, well never never seen before. Uh, well, I've never seen it. What was the last pandemic was uh, was the polio, and then um, Spanish flu before that. So, I've not existed anything quite like it. But look, at what we found over the time that uh, that if you can keep focused and keep looking at it, things things appear and things things uh, eventuate. And I think the world of virtual auctions is one of the things that um, uh, we've seen really um, uh, has come to the fore. Now it's been it's been around in the automotive area and the art world and the livestock for you know uh, over uh, for around fifteen years, but it's pretty new to real estate, and it's been interesting viewing that. So does it work? 
given your experience, having witnessed it and potentially being behind the lens of a camera yourself at automotive or livestock auctions before? Oh, yeah. Look, it, it, it works. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the big difference about this is is that it's, it's totally, it's totally virtual. Previously, it's been, uh, it's had a huge observation function. So it's allowed more people to be, to view the auctions, which is, which is a good thing. Uh, and in, towards, with, with real estate, and, and people have said, oh, look, we've been doing virtual auctions for the last 18 months. But yes, they've been, they've been, they've, they've had their auctions streamed, but the reliance upon bidders has been, has been minimal. And it's been a, it's really been a, a was an exception rather than the rule. The automotive have been running virtual only auctions, but that's in specific areas and specific specific products where you've got your buyer base is fully aware of what the product is and they know it through and through. And they're not they're usually closed auctions or they're to a particular to a particular uh, group, not uh, not open to the public. And Phil, just for clarity for our listeners, um, when you talk about automotive, is there one or two entities out there using online? I think uh, you've mentioned before that uh, Mannheim have been leader. Oh, Mannheim. In- yeah, man, Mannheim, uh, Pickles and uh, Slattery's. Uh, and then the big one, of course, the big Canadian, uh, which is uh, Ritchie Brothers. Um, and they're... they're they're not so much. They're not so much cars. They're more earth moving equipment, trucks, plant machinery, and they've been and they've been doing it for a long time as well. So it, it's 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 regular, or it's a, it's been a common place uh, for um, uh, we we having bidders that are in remote locations. And you'll find that we're in the salvage area. It's huge. Where you'll have you'll have buyers that'll sit in one location and they'll bid on they'll bid in four auctions in four different states and they do it all remotely. But it's all done. They all know that they know the product and they know they know what they're buying and they're professional buyers. That's what they are. So they they have no qualms about bidding virtually. Phil, so what can we yeah. learn from them, given they've been doing it for so long, and particularly in the way that they've educated their auctioneers? And the way that they've educated their buyers. Yeah, look, we can learn. We can learn a lot, and I think that that look, even the automotive, the automotive auctioneers, whether with just straight cars, that have been the the virtual auction has really just been as has been a, an assistance to the floor. Uh, we're finding that they're struggling. They normally sell fifty to sixty percent. That's their clearance rate. At the, but in the last two weeks, it's been down as low as twenty twenty five percent. So they're they're actually they're actually struggling with it. I think that the the area where just in the last two days you've watched the English bloodstock sales that have sold just short of seventy million dollars worth of uh, horse flesh. Now they that was two days of auctions, and that was just that was that was they were really good, and they had they did have. Some people on the floor bidding on behalf of people, uh, which they were allowed to do uh, because of the social distancing. And they had a lot of people. They had agents in different cities bidding for particular people. They had horses in um, all states of Australia. I think they were in all states and in New Zealand. So they were they sold them remotely, 
And they, yeah, the proof was in the pudding of what they sold. A huge amount, a huge amount that they sold. Um, top price being one point one point eight million dollars. So, um, uh, so that's so that's how they work. And what they did, they were really good. They sold really well. They were sh- short and sharp. They ran their numbers well, and they kept the energy. They kept the energy going, which was fantastic. And of course, they're in touch with their buyer base. And that's that's what we that's what we need to learn. That's looking at that looking at the auctions over the the, the real estate auctions over the last uh, two weeks. You can just see that uh, auctioneers are um, they're waiting. And there's been a couple of auctions that have gone gone particularly well, but that's because they had lots of competition. But those where the 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 competition was or the interest was marginal, it really came across. Um, it was it was pretty flat, and they were and auctioneers were sort of in in the dark that they really were they, they were really feeling their way, and it was and and it was awkward. So is technology dictating the way that we're auctioning through these troubled times, or are you finding that auctioneers and agents are harnessing it and using it the way they want to? No, I think that I think there's, you you're going to have to change. Uh, I think with a, what I've seen with a lot of the real estate auctions, I think we've seen, right, they've done exactly what they've normally done and put a camera in front, and that's not the way to go. You've got to engage your mate. You've got to engage your audience. There's certain things that you can cut out. You don't need to say. You've got to resell. You've got to know your product really well. You've got to the, the I watched a queen, uh, an auction in Queensland of a rural property yesterday, and they had remote bidders. And they had some bidders that were in 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 the in the office where it was. The, the picture quality was excellent. The sound quality was excellent, uh, and they they ended they ended up having I think they had one one bidder of which was a person on the phone, and then they had two bidders in different locations. And the 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 auctioneer he he probably wasn't the best auctioneer I've seen, but his knowledge was exceptional. He knew he knew the product really really well, and I think that you know some of our auctioneers, you know they they talk about it's close to the schools, it's close to the trams, it's close close to the tra- um, you know the shops, yeah. So what, you know? But but when you looked at the bloodstock auctioneers, and they knew they knew it was out of her by him, and he won the he won the Salinger and he won. She won the Doncaster, and that, they, their knowledge was magnificent. And I don't know, I don't know anything about racing, but it's just uh, uh, you could just tell that they really knew their stuff. And I think that's that's one thing that we can learn. We can really, we can we can do it. And, and Paul, you know, and we've spoken about reselling and benefits to the benefit of the buyer and justifying value. Well, they're tools that I think that we've you know, that are, that have been known, but I don't think are used anywhere near enough. So, Phil. We- Given the downtime that we've gotten an opportunity to think a little bit more, uh, wouldn't the assumption be that you know, auctioneers that are auctioning in front of the lens of the camera have got a bit of time to you know, work on the script, add a bit more detail and really convey their knowledge of that property to the viewers? Mm, I think they would. I think there's some really there's some, there's some really interesting things that you can do. I'm just looking at, um, looking at these platforms has given me some uh, terrific ideas of what 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 can be done there's, uh, and using the technology using the tech in conjunction with the basics of real estate and that is the, you know that you've got to know your buyer base 
you've got to know you've got to know them through and through. And you could you could tell at the auctioneer when there were um, when someone was bidding, they knew they were bidding for so and so. They knew that person that was on the phone, and they, they, they knew the horse. So they'd link the buyer to the 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 bidder to the horse to the buyer, the end buyer. So they knew they, they knew their stuff, and that was they, um, which I which which was really good, and and I think that's what we've got to be better at. We've got to we've, our buyers have got to be better equipped. Um, I know you got to remember this. This was three weeks ago, someone could rock up. Could rock up to a to an auction and stand in the crowd and bid. Now they've got to they've got to tap their mouse or to put their hand up or whatever. And everyone seems to be doing it differently. So there's no one way that's that's it's across the board. And how much time has been spent with those bidders and talk them through it? Well, what's going to happen? What you need to do? All that sort of thing. How, how much has that's done? And um, I don't quite know whether there's been a great deal that's happened with that, but maybe I'm wrong. So maybe some of them are really getting in and talking to their talking to their bidders and getting them to act. But as you and I have spoken about for years, that you know what's what is why is real estate the only auction when when the auctioneer calls for a bid and nothing happens? You, uh, why is that? Why does that happen? And it's simply because you know that's enough from me, and it's over to you. Um, doesn't matter where we start, it's where we finish the count. So who'd like to start me off? Boys, didn't I tell you how quiet it is? Yeah, the same old stuff. Same old, same old stuff's coming in. So Phil, for, for those listening out there that are, you know, auctioning and are committed to improving right now, given those that you've trained and are looking to train to the future, um, how do they engage with people? Whilst looking at a, at the lens of a camera, it's not an easy thing. It's quite daunting. But what's your what's your three key things for people looking down the lens of a camera at the moment to engage those looking at them? Well, first and foremost, look at the camera. I've got to say some of some of the some of the um, picture quality is dreadful. So there's no point in them looking at the camera because you can't even see their face. So first and foremost, for them, they need to fix the, the quality of the picture. But look down the barrel of the camera. You don't. You look at a newsreader. They look down the barrel of the camera. Uh, but they don't look as though they're transfixed on it. They do it. So if you if you haven't done it before, go and get some go and get some training. Yeah, or go and to Peter Mockery's got a out of Sydney. He's an actor. As he's a he's a um, I spent a lot of time with Peter. He's an auctioneer with McGrath. But he's got a, he's got on the on the web on how to how to, how to address a camera. Um, take a course in that if that's what you if you wanted to do. So get yourself get yourself some camera skills. Um, uh, make sure that your setting is correct. Make sure the audio and the lighting and the um, and the and the picture is is good. You know, you, we oh we we're going to do it out the front of the property. Why are you going to do it out the front of the property? You know, the the, the lighting might be dreadful. Maybe I don't know. Make sure that you've got your, your backdrop. I was I looked at one the other day, and the camera wasn't even up the right way. It was I didn't know there was this thing whirling around. It looked as though we were looking at the propeller of a boat, but it wasn't. It was a ceiling fan. It was on its side. I was like, oh, the camera's up the wrong way. So this had been up for two or three minutes, and the camera's been on its side. You know, do sound checks. Do, these are basic things, but they're not doing. Look at your content. You can there's things you can leave out. There's things that you don't need to say. Um, know your bidders. Have you spoken to your bidders? Um, 
or have you sat down with your agent who is going to speak to the bidders and, and got 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 some background on them, know who they are, what they do, where they're at? These are things that I do anyway. If, that I do at any other auction, I want to know what I want to know the background of my bidders. But what and about human I'll, connection, Phil? So you, if you want to, you get all those things right, and then you want to talk to people and really engage with them on a human level, albeit that they're in a different yeah. room. How do you connect mm. with them? We connect to them when you can use their name because you know who they are. I don't, I don't see there's any issue with that. If you know what they, you know what their background is, well, you can you can talk about things that are going to be relevant to them. So talk about things that are going to be really relevant and why they should buy the property. And that will connect with them, and you'll connect, and you will, and then you can, and then create some urgency. You've got to create the urgency, and that's. But you, you do you, your agents important as well. The auctions that are successful, the agents, the agents assisting, are really important. They're really important. They're not just they're, they're not just there as pencilers. They've got to be there actively working their buyers, and you've got to feed you've got to feed them the information so they can then bring it on to their buyers. So that it's going to back up why they need to do it. And as we look to the future, Phil, is this going to change the way we do auctions? Will oh, it replace on site, or will it be a you know, added service? Paul, as you know, that you know, if you've got, um, and we've both done auctions in the Melbourne CBD, and you know, you're doing an auction in Burke Street with a big crowd of two two hundred people. That's pretty damn good, and you're not really gonna, you don't really want to get rid of that. Um, some of your best work you've done with a big crowd, Paul, you know, and you like it. You know, Church Street, Brighton, you've done those. You know, where you've got a huge crowd. You're going to give that away? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, will there, will there be a, a virtual uh, element to it? Yeah, I reckon there will. And I think that you can add things to it. I think you can utilise, this can be utilised for our remote, remote bidders and, and keep them informed and, uh, things in in the interim while the, the uh, you know you have your half an hour open for inspection. Well, will be a be a while before we're doing open for inspections. But you know you can you can utilise that. You can you can give lots of information. I see that this is there'll be a conjunction, but I I don't think I don't think the the auctioneer is. Um, uh, will cease to exist. Look, it's been around since 500 BC, so I can't see it's going to it's going to disappear just because of this. And there's been there's been a few pandemics uh, in that time over the, over the journey, and it still survived, and it will survive, and it will continue to because uh, I see a lot of agencies are now reverting to private sale. Well, okay, that's good. Well, how are you going to create urgency with that? What are you going to do? Um, your days on market are going to blow out, you know. So agents are going to say, "Look, we our cash flows down. We've got to get our campaigns up." Expression of interest, I don't see it'll work. I don't. I never. I've never liked it much. I don't understand it. The marketplace doesn't understand it. There's not enough transparency. So auction will give you that. So it will. Um, it, it it will exist. I um, I I feel sure, and I'm sure that we'll be we'll, we'll work it out. The the, um, the platforms will get better. They'll have to get better, especially the the the, one, the, the three that are running around at the moment. Um, they'll have to improve um, uh, because of the, they're doing some things. They're doing some things uh, well. Uh, and they're getting part of it right. I love, I love the idea of the back end. I think that's really good. I think that's that's got some real merit. I think that that streamlines a lot of things. Uh, but I think that we've got to be better at utilising the technology, not 
making the technology govern what we do. So, Phil, it's fair to say that whatever won't kill us will only make us stronger. And the three calls from this conversation, on the first call, look at the camera. For anyone doing online auctions, look down the barrel of the camera. And if you don't know how to, get some training, seek some help. Second call, set the scene. People are watching, people want to be engaged. Get the sound right, get the camera right, get the lighting right, get your tie right, make sure it's straight. And on the third call, knowledge. Make sure you know your buyers, make sure you know your product. We've certainly got plenty of time within these four walls to get it right. So for everyone out there, we do wish you the best of luck. Stay healthy. Thank you for joining us in our first episode on Hammer Time, a property perspective, and all the very best. Thank you.